and welcome to the Bikers Church Midrand Podcast. It's great to have you join us for this week's episode. We hope that you find this valuable for your daily life. Thank you for joining us today. Believe it or not, today is our 20th week doing church this way. Uh, thank you for joining us throughout these 20 weeks. Thank you for just um, coming and connecting with us during this time. We know that it's been challenging. We know that it hasn't been how we've always uh, done it and imagined it. But um, I thank God for the privilege of having the technology that we have to be able to still connect, even if it's in this way and with life going crazy all around us at times just feeling like a bit of an accident. Talking about an accident, a couple of years ago, I uh, was involved in a motorcycle accident, broke my leg quite badly. And for about two years, the doctors were talking about actually amputating my leg, um, which you can imagine was very disconcerting. But something strange happened during that time. I, I found myself winding up in a lot of conversations with people who had a limb amputated. And during my conversations with these folks, um, other than the fact that they'd obviously lost a limb, across the board, one of the greatest challenges that, that these folks were facing was the fact that they had this weird phenomenon called phantom pain. And essentially what phantom pain is that you've got pain in a limb that's no longer there. Like it was once there, then it was amputated. It's not there anymore, but it's paining as though it's still there. And during this time that we have faced of, of disruption and, and uncertainty, I've seen a lot of people, and myself included, and I'm sure you at home as well, just seen a lot of people looking around at the, at the here and the now and experience some form of pain with what's going on around. Just, just having this, this painful sensation of it just shouldn't be this way. And if we're honest, if we look back to how it was before any of this, it shouldn't have been that way either. But at the end of the day, now we're looking at all of this under a, a microscope. Our senses are slightly heightened. Uh, all the, all the, 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 the little bad things are feeling like really bad things. And, and ultimately, there is just this pain of, of, of something that's supposed to be a certain way or even supposed to be there, but just isn't. King Solomon is regarded as, as probably one of the wisest men who's ever lived. And we have the privilege of, of having some of his writings. We could pretty much say that we've we got hold of his journals somewhere along the line. And, and we have the privilege of, of looking into his life and just his, his thought processes and his conversations with God um, as he just worked through his own uncertainties and his own disruptions. 
And in the book of Ecclesiastes, we, we capture some of these notes. Um, and in Ecclesiastes 3 and verse 11, we see Solomon say this. We, we see him say here, uh, Yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart. He has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. And isn't that true that we just, we can't see God's full picture. We can't see what God's busy with from the beginning all the way to the end. It's kind of like, like we're busy building this puzzle and we've only been given this one little block. But yet God has the entire picture in mind. But in the middle there, Solomon uses a very key phrase. He says that, that God has planted, some translations say that God has set eternity in the heart of mankind. What he's saying is that God has set eternity in the heart of humanity. He's placed this, this longing for the infinite in us finite beings. When I talk about infinite, I, I mean like, like uh, beyond measure, uh, forever, however you want to you you gauge infinite into these finite, these, these, these limited. If infinite were limitless, then into these finite, these limited beings, he's, he's placed this, this, this infinite into this finite. What he's really saying is that, that you and I, <laughs> We were created for now, but not limited to now. He said eternity in the heart of humanity. As we, 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 we keep this in mind, as we, as we think through this process, and we kind of come back to this, this thought of, of phantom pain, <laughs> and we bring that into the equation, bring that into the conversation, we start to we start to to see how how this this phantom pain this 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 pain of of something that's supposed to be there but isn't we start to recognize that within our own hearts within our own lives we're really longing for this infinite this this perfect life that we were created for and and ladies and gentlemen we were created for it but we're not living it right now. See, we, we, we live with this phantom pain for something more, for something meaningful, uh, for, for, for something complete, for, for something that, that transcends what we are seeing right now. And it's, it's not hard for us to look around and to notice that, that it's not the way it's meant to be. In fact, if we lived our lives from a standpoint of the here and the now is pretty much it, wouldn't that be disappointing? 
Like if we, if we lived in a space where the here and the now was, was the be all and the end all, um, if, if, if Mr. Harris and Mr. Dawkins and all their friends were right and, and, and pretty much when the lights go off after this life, that's it. If they were right, if they are right, then, then isn't that exceptionally disappointing? Like, like if we're honest, isn't, isn't it kind of leaves us with the feeling that we've, we've been dealt a bad hand, that we were born in the wrong time of history or whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. It's like, it's all just a big joke. It feels, it actually feels like we've been punked. I'm just waiting for Ashton Kutcher to come jumping out of a bush somewhere, uh, point his finger at us and laugh and like, just go, man, you got punked. If the here and the now was it but yet if we're honest we spend so much of our lives behaving like the here and the now is it we spend so much of our lives looking looking at life through the lens of of there's nothing beyond this there's nothing more in store for us but no this is this is pretty much it this is as good as it gets. And as a result, we, 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 we end up just placing so much value in the finite, in the things that we can touch. We place our value in the, the, the house that we live in, the car, the motorcycle that we have, the, 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 the job that we go to every day. Uh, and as a result, kind of the, the social um, scale that it's put us on, the, the friends that we hang out with, the clothes that we wear. We, we start to place so much value in that when we start to, when, when, when we, when we, Live as though the here and the now, that's it. Then something happens. You see, we, we, we start to attach our value in these things. Like I'm only as valuable as the house I live in. I'm only as valuable as, as, as the status that my job puts me in. I'm, I'm only as value as the, as the possessions that I own. And then we move from attaching our value to these things to then ultimately attaching our hope to these things. And then, <laughs> then disruption and uncertainty comes and knocks down the front door. And all that value and all that hope is gone. And all we're left with is just this heaviness of trying to carry and juggle all of these things. Maybe, ladies and gentlemen, maybe it's time for, for you and for me to stop looking around 
at what will fulfill us. Maybe it's time to stop looking around at the here and the now and, 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 and thinking of life and behaving in life as if this is it. Maybe it's time to stop looking around and maybe it's time to start looking up. And that as we, 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 we look up, we can start viewing life through completely different eyes. I believe that Jesus speaks into this. I believe that Jesus speaks into this uh, in, in Matthew 11. Matthew 11, chapter, um, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 and, and 30. Jesus says this to us. He says, He says, Come to me. Come to me. All of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you. Because I'm humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy to bear. And the burden I give you is light. What's Jesus saying here? Essentially, what Jesus is saying is that what, when we approach life as if the here and the now is it, when we approach life as if, as if, as if when the lights go off here, that's, that's that, and, and we start placing our value and our hope in, in all of these things, then we are taking these things on us. And, and essentially what Jesus is saying to us in this moment is that what you have on you is wrong. It was never made for you. It was never meant for you. You, you, you weren't made to, to look at life as if this is it here. Now the stuff we can touch and feel like there is nothing beyond this. We were never meant to live in that space. No, Jesus comes in and, and he invites us in. He invites us into to relationship. He invites us into a space where, where he's essentially saying, I want you to start looking at life through the lens of the fact that I've placed eternity in your heart. What he's saying is that we shouldn't live from a standpoint where, where we define ourselves or attach our value to what we see in the here and the now when we look around us. No, we, we weren't made for the finite. <laughs> I'm not saying we shouldn't enjoy the finite, not at all. I don't, I'm not saying that we should live with our feet firmly plant in, planted in thin air, not at all. I don't believe in, in kind of living with our heads in the clouds. No, you see, I believe that Jesus came to earth, <laughs> that, that he came and engaged with you and with me and men and women like you and me. And that he came to do this. And, and, and here's what he said. He said, I've come that you may have life and life in abundance. And I just happen to believe that he meant right here on earth, 
right here, right now, that we should enjoy this life. In fact, if you go and look at that first scripture that we looked at from, from King Solomon in Ecclesiastes, he talks there about how we should enjoy life. And I believe that that's God's heart for us. We should enjoy life. We just shouldn't look at all of the things that we enjoy as though this is it. I just don't believe that, that we need to be attaching our value and our hope to these things. No, we need to understand that, yeah, let's enjoy this all. Let's enjoy relationship with each other. It's so desperately needed. But at the end of the day, placing our value and our hope in temporary things will lead to great disappointment. We should not define ourselves or attach our value to what we can see when we look around us. We should attach our value to what we see when we look up. So how do we look up? I believe that Jesus gave it to us here in Matthew 11. I believe that Jesus invited us into that looking up space where he invites us into relationship and connectedness. When we live in a space of relationship and connectedness, we are living in a space of looking up. When I talk about relationship and connectedness, what am I talking about? I'm talking about relationship and connectedness with God and with his people. That's it. Relationship and connectedness with God and His people. You'll know from day one, if you've been joining us over the past 20 weeks, I've always hated the term social distancing. Uh, I believe it is the worst thing that you and I can do during this time uh, is be socially distanced. Uh, I think that, that we need to be physically distanced <laughs> um, to, to assist in the process that, we, that we're busy with globally. But we need to be socially engaged. We need to be socially active. We, we need to be engaged relationally and connected relationally with each other and with God. You see, when I'm engaged relationally and, and connected with God and with His people, I start to live in a posture of looking up. And I believe that that is where God desires for you and for me to live in this time. So, this morning, as you just consider this thought of not getting caught up in the here and the now, not, not making that the lens that we view life through, I wonder, what, what phantom pain are you dealing with right now? What, what, what pain are, are you dealing with? The, the, the pain of, of something that's supposed to be there, but it isn't. As you just recognize that, that God has placed eternity in your heart. What's that thing? And as you consider that, as you think through that, I wonder, today, what's your next step? What's your next step? 
Maybe today your next step is just to recognize that, man, I've been viewing life through the here and the now. I've been viewing life through, through the tangible. I've been placing my value in these things. I've been placing my hope in these things. And, and I'm starting to really experience like a sense of loss. I mean, I'm, I'm experiencing this, this, this sense of disruption in the space where it feels like I have no more hope. And if that's you today, I so just want to encourage you. I so want to encourage you. Maybe today, your next step is to just let go of the things you've been holding on to, the things that have been weighing you down. Maybe, maybe that's your next step today, is to just let go. But maybe your next step is to stop looking around and to start looking up. And if you're wanting to shift your posture, if you're wanting to stop looking around and start looking up, I want to in, invite you to, to join me, to join our church staff and, 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 and all of us together. I want to invite you to, to join us for 21 days of looking up. I want to invite you into a place where we're just going to take the next 21 days and we're going to choose together to not look around, but to look up. And we're going to take 21 days and just spend those 21 days in prayer and fasting starting today. Now, you may not know what you are wanting to or, or needing to, to fast, but I want to encourage you to do this. Maybe there is something that is causing you to look around and stopping you from looking up. Then that is probably exactly what you may need to let go of for 21 days. Maybe social media is stopping you from, from looking up and causing you to just look around and look around and look around. Maybe it's the actual media. Maybe, maybe it's certain conversations. Maybe there is something that you run to when things get disrupted. As you start to look around and things get tense and things get this, maybe there's something that you run to for comfort. Maybe that's what you need to give up. And in those moments, rather just run to God get plugged into relationship and connection with Him. Maybe that's what you need to just fast for the next 21 days. And instead, in those moments, to just spend time connecting with Him, talking to Him. It doesn't have to be fancy. It just needs to be honest. Let's take the next 21 days and do that together. You can connect with our Facebook page, our Instagram page. Every day for the next 21 days, we will be posting just a little thought on there that you can follow with us as we do this together. Why? Because we do not need a social distance right now. We need to be socially connected with God and with each other. We do need to physically distance, hence the cameras. But I so want to encourage you to come and join us as we choose to stop looking around, to start looking up to view life and its disruptions and uncertainty through the lens 
of the eternity that God has placed in the hearts of us, his beloved children. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you this morning, Lord. I thank you that we can come and just put our hope, put our trust in you, Father God. Lord, I thank you that there is so much more to this life than the here and the now, Father God. Lord, I thank you that as King Solomon just, just points out to us, Lord, you have placed eternity in our hearts. And I thank you that we can live from that standpoint, Lord. Lord, that we can view you, that we can view our circumstances, that we can view our loved ones through the lens that the here and the now is not it. This is just a dress rehearsal for what's coming. And Father God, I thank you that as we shift our focus from looking around, Lord, that we will, as, as Jesus encouraged us to, to go to him, Lord, that we will do exactly that, that we will go to you, Lord, and that we will offload what we need to offload at you and in you and entrust it to you because you can be trusted with it. And Father God, that as we do that, Lord, that we can just find peace in those moments. Lord, that as we look up, that we can find hope in you. That we can trust you for all of those moments. I thank you, Father God, that as we just take the next 21 days and just take away the stuff that causes us to look around, And really just hone in on relationship and connection with you and with each other. Lord, I thank you that you will come and do an incredible work in each and every one of us, Lord. That you will start to bring in the change that we so desperately want to see. But I know that it's more than just that, Lord. It's becoming the men and the women that you have created us to be. And I thank you for that, Lord. I thank you for strength and courage for these precious people throughout the next 21 days, Lord. I thank you for what you want to do. And we just pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being with us today. Um, if you want to connect with us, please do so. Uh, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you can connect with us on our YouTube channel. If you want to watch more content like this, please engage with our YouTube channel, Bacchus Church Midrand. Um, we'd love to just connect with you though. So if you need to reach out, do so. We're there for you. Other than that, stand strong, 21 days. We're looking forward to just spending this with you uh, as we just watch what God's going to do. I'm excited. We love you and we'll see you next week. Cheers. We trust that you found this message valuable. For more information on who we are or how you can get involved, please check out our website at bikerschurchmidrand.co.za or connect with us through social media on Facebook or Instagram. Beyond that, have a great day.